Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 6 this evening. Studying redemption. Now let me, I'll make a couple of statements. We'll get into the scripture here. Actually, actually let's, let's start it in. Let's back it up into chapter 5. Let me read verse 15 real quick and we'll jump into this for a few moments this evening. It says, but not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one man, many, or through the offense of one many, notice that phrase, many be dead. Everybody say, be dead. Much more, the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, Christ hath abounded unto many. Now, to, to grammatically take that scripture apart, you might not be able to fulfill all of the laws of the English language. I don't know how legal it is to say not as so also. But Paul was a tremendous comparison preacher, comparison man's condition in Adam, comparing man's condition in Adam with who we are in Christ, comparing the fall of man uh, with the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Comparing, you know, just about everything that, that, that Israel was trying to do under the law, how God, through redemption, has given it to humanity. Amen. The law that was on the outside, on the tablets of stone, now has become the law written in our hearts, written in the tablets of flesh. Which is amazing, because God's put His Spirit in us, which is what I call original design, or what the Word calls original design. Which I, That's how we're designed to live, with the Spirit of God in us. Man was not designed to live without the Spirit of God in him. That's why unregenerate man, it, it, that's why we see the, the, the just, uh, you know, I mean, how can you describe what man is today? I've heard things in the past, I've heard things in the past week that were so alarming to me. I, I just don't know how to describe it. I mean, I don't know how to describe it. What's going on on this earth right now? I don't, I don't know how to describe it. There are things going on on the earth right now, and not just in a little isolated place here or there. I'm talking about all over. I mean, we talk about all these social issues, you know, uh, uh, slavery. and all. Listen, none of that stuff has ever gone away. How in the world could we think that in any way, if man got smart and rich, he's going to cause problems to go away? I'm telling you, this earth right now is as sick as it has ever been in history. There has never been, humanity has never been in the shape it is right now. It's like being sick for 6,000 years. Did you, do you understand that? Our family has been sick for 6,000 years with an incurable disease. For 6,000 years in the family of man, in the human family, a sickness, a disease called iniquity manifested and it created a cancer called sin. And it has eaten away at the human family and destroyed the mind of the human being to where we have what we have right now. Amen? That's why when you begin to discover who you are in Christ and the redemptive truths of who you are in Christ, and that what really freaks me out is why I try to teach it so much in this church, is because when I traveled, I taught it and taught it and taught it with great demonstration, with great demonstration of power, healings and miracles and signs and wonders and just churches that would blow open and grow and all kinds of awesome things 
But here's the thing, church. Most of the people didn't get it. They still live like a poor old sinner saved by grace. They, st- they still see themselves as male, female, black, white, American, Indian, whatever. They still identify with everything that is in or ingrained in the sickness of the fallen family. And then they wonder why, you know, you try to leave, you try to leave Christianity in an extracurricular position while you live your life and it kind of revolves around you with everything else. You can't do that, especially now. You will die. You will die. And I don't mean die, put you in the grave. I mean, death will reign in your life. When death reigns in your life, take the word death out. What reigns in your life when death reigns? Separation. You're separated from everything. Death in your finances, you're separated from your money. Death in your relationship, you're separated from your loved ones. Death in your job, you're separated from your job. Death in your career, you're separated. That's why the devil is so into death. Amen? And he knows, if I can get him into some offense, I can kill him. I can kill him. And see, today we take it so for granted. Oh, well, you know, we can just be this way or be that way. You can't do it. You've got to line your entire life up with that which is on the inside of you so that you live your entire life unseen, middle, and outward by the Word of God. You're a totally changed individual by the newness that God has placed in you because Paul says in his writings, the gift far outweighs. That's why he said, not as, not as so also. Not as the offense, so also is the free gift. You can't compare what happened to you in Adam's sin to what God has done for you in Christ. It's all out of proportion. See, we've always thought the devil was 5'10 and Jesus was 5'11. No. Jesus is the universe. The devil is an ant that has been stepped on. You got to understand that, church. And God has put his spirit and his power and his anointing and his destiny in you as a child of God. And wants you to see something in the word, not as the offense. What did the offense do? It put you in a body. It put you in a gender. It put you in a race. It put you in a nation. And God says, I want you out of all of that. And I want you in my family. Because not as the offense, so also is the free gift. See, people, they, they hear that and they think, huh? That's why you've got to pray in the Holy Ghost, study the Word of God, meditate on the Word of God, till you see yourself as God sees you. When you see yourself as God sees you, the problems go away. The peace comes. The joy comes. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that you don't ever have any problems. Listen, the, the, the church on the earth today, the real church, the real church, you say, what is the real church? A place where a person can come if they were lost and get saved. If you came into a place... With a, with a cross on the top and didn't get saved, would that be a church? A person that was sick, he would at least should have the opportunity to be ministered to by people with faith who knew about laying on of hands. Amen? A believer that came in should be able to be empowered with the Holy Ghost and learn the Word of God. You should be able to, to, to search for your destiny. You should be able to uh, develop relationships. There's all kinds of things that God wants. The devil knows that, that if I can get him into a body, if I can get him into unity... See, he, he found that out at Babel. You say, what do you mean at Babel? At the Tower of Babel. When he said, nothing will be restrained from them as long as they have one voice. Amen? 
So that's exactly what the enemy is all about. Trying to make you think that the compensation that was made for you to get you out of the hell iniquity put on the inside of you is some small thing when it's actually the biggest thing in the universe. All you got to do is discover it and start walking in it. Amen? So not as the offense, so also is the, is the free gift. But now, I have a couple of translations here. Let me see if I can read them. Read my hand scratching here. But God's, I don't guess I can. Nope, I can't see it. Oh, well, I'll do it later. Notice what it says here. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. Everybody say free gift. For if through the offense of one, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. Now, redemptive truth. You've got to get this. Because you can look in the Bible and read it and see humanity encapsulated in one man and one woman and say, yeah, that was really bad what happened. That was really bad. But now there's billions upon the earth and surely, surely, through the law of displacement. You know what the law of displacement is. You know, you've got a glass full of a little bit of milk in the bottom. You turn the faucet on. You go do something else, come back, and there's no milk. It's all water. So surely in 6,000 years, just the law of displacement should have took care of that, but it didn't. Iniquity did not become weaker in man as man progressed down the road of time. Iniquity became stronger and stronger and stronger because man yielded to it and man had an empty on the earth willing to help man fulfill every wicked appetite he had in him. Amen. You know, man's biggest fear is death. And need some of these crazy people do all this stuff to try to just stay alive forever, forever. You know, they, they, they blood, drug, blood transfusions, uh, uh, sacrificing others so that they can live. It's crazy. It's crazy. You say, well, this life is so temple, so fragile. It's, it's, it's just, the, the Bible says it like this. It's like a vapor that, that appears and vanishes. It's like grass that grows up and then withers down. Amen? That's all it is. And you'll understand, I guarantee you, we get a, we get a, we get a few millenniums into, into living in glorified bodies and serving God, I guarantee you, we'll see how temporal and how violent and how, and how we could have fallen into what many fall into, but the grace and mercy of God rescued us and saved us. Now, don't you think that you ought to Submit to the one who has done that so totally that by the time you finish your submission process, there just ain't nothing left. You go to God and you say, God, now listen, I'm pretty messed up. But you have my permission to unmess me. Now you may be careful you pray a prayer like that. Because God will take you at your word. And he'll go to work on you. But he's not going to hurt you. He's going to help you. He's going to bless you till he breaks you. You ever been broken by the blessings of God? I absolutely have. But you have to understand it is His image and His likeness and what He wants for you and in you that it should be your quest in life. 
I know we, we study Paul and, and, and how he said in Philippians, you know, that I might know him. The, 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 the end of his life and his desire was still to know him. We thought, bam, you, you pray in the Holy Ghost more than anybody. You, you build churches, you write revelation, and, and you stay saying you still want to know. Well, sure, he was on a quest. Something got a hold of him on the road to Damascus. And it didn't matter how rich he was or how much fame and fortune he had. He was obviously a mover and a shaker. Amen. He was looking for something to try to move his way up the, up, the, up, the, up, the, uh, up the ladder of success in the Sanhedrin. And he found a little niche in these Christian people. He probably saw how irritated all of those Sanhedrin were at them Christians. And he probably thought, I'll tell you what, I'm going to take, take up that cause. And I'm going to start messing with them Christians because that's going to promote me. Well, he got promoted all right. And Ananias prophesied to him and said, I'm going to show him what things he'll suffer for the gospel's sake. Amen? This stuff's real. Now, let's go. Verse 16. For the, yeah, let's do that. That's a good way. I live in this stuff so much I could go any direction. It says, not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift, the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more. Oh my goodness. You ought to go underline all the much mores of Romans. It'll just blow your mind. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more. Now that's, that's the truth I was trying to help, help get us over to where I got kind of sidetracked. What is that truth? One man. One woman. So, oh yeah, that's got to be real bad. But now there's billions of us. So it's got to be kind of diluted. Isn't it kind of diluted? Because there's now 8 billion of us or 9 billion? No! It's 9 billion times stronger. Spiritual things don't wear out like that. So iniquity in man right now I don't know what to say. I, I, I've heard reports this week of men that are doing things. And uh, all I know is if I saw them do it, I'd shoot them dead right there. No problem. You say, well, that would be a sin. It would. But my eyes and my soul and my morality could not take it. You say, what do you mean? There's things going on on this earth right now, church, that are beyond our imagination. They're so heinous and so wrong. And I know you listen to things and people listen to some of the, you know, the other alternative medias and things like that. And there's a lot of things that are shadowed and guarded. But let me tell you, church, this is the last of the last days. And Satan, he, he cares nothing about you or humanity or this earth. He wants to wipe it clean. He hates God. He hates anything to do with holiness. And he hates the church and he hates this church and he'll come after you with everything he has. But the good news is you don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live in stress. You don't have to have a lot of friction in your life. You just stand on what God has done for you in Christ and see yourself as God sees you and you'll quit seeing yourself as some poor old sinner trying to struggle and get along here and try to make it into heaven. No, no, no. You'll know serving God like you should here on the earth, that the rapture won't be that big a change. Amen. You'll just be going up instead of going around. Amen. Amen? You say, why? For one man's offense, 
death reigns by one much more. So listen, you ready? So if two and nine billion and there's no diluting, it only gets stronger, then you back up 2,000 years, oh, you ought to get ready for this, and you've got another one who God says by him much more. So just the opposite of what you think about iniquity, getting stronger and stronger and stronger, the word of God, the spirit of God is the one that has not been diluted, that has not been broken down, that has not been tore up. We're the ones who have diluted iniquity, diluted sin, diluted unrighteousness, diluted unholiness, and diluted all of the things the enemy had designed for humanity for it to take it right into death in every area. And we have, we have caused him to stump his toe. Amen? Amen. Okay, I'll do that, Lord. Go to chapter 6 real quick. Ooh, got just a couple of minutes. Now, verse 13 of chapter 6. Now, you begin to recognize and realize. Now, I know every one of you did. The difference between the way you were before you got saved and the way you were after you got saved. There should have been some difference. Huh. Amen. Amen. But if you really, and that's one of the things that, that really helps you to grow spiritually and to know some things spiritually, the word, prayer, things like that, obeying God, coming to you. but to just pay attention. You know, the Bible says take heed to yourself. You know what that means? I mean, take heed to yourself. That means look out after yourself. Amen? Don't, don't live in a false reality of who you are. You get yourself in trouble doing that. And the problem with that is the whole world lives in a false... You know, look, most of the world still maintains the same type of, of lifestyle that has been gone, going on for hundreds of years, and that is living enough or doing enough life to have enough provision to live, and if you get enough provision to live and survive for you and maybe a wife or maybe a family, and you get over that, then what do you do? You begin to find, look for leisure time. You begin to look for what they call life enhancements or life improvements, which is what? Less time to do things for others and more time for your? Very good. Yourself. Which is the essence of what? Iniquity. Which is the foundation of sin. It's me. It's me. That's the thing that God is trying to purge you of. Is you. Because you are subject to some bad stuff. In your mind. And now, listen, we've taught on this, especially when we teach on authority of the believer, we teach on the devil. He knows how to give you a thought. He knows how to give you a feeling. He knows how to ruffle your feathers. He knows how to pull your string. He knows how to get your goat. And he'll study you. And he'll study you. And he'll watch you. And he'll watch you. And he'll listen to you. And he'll study you. And then he'll pull his trick. Boom, like that. Amen? And what do we do? Half the time we fall right into the trap. 
And then we're like, oh, oh, oh. And then, you know, what? we go at it like this. We go and chant and we're all, oh, oh, oh. And then we find out we're wrong. And then we just kind of fade away. And we end up over here going, hey, everybody, I love you. I love you. Listen, what you really need to do is this. Take the word of God. Get into the letters wrote to the church. There's 238 in Christ in whom scriptures. Write them down, write them down, write them down, write them as many times as you have to. Don't memorize them. Read them, meditate upon them, and see yourself in Christ. You'll never get offended again. I guarantee you. You say, well, I'm not offended. I've not been offended since I came back to God. I've offended a lot of people. And I continue to. A lot. You say, why? Because there's a lot of people out there that's not growing in Christ. And when you take people unoffendable and put them around offendable people, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to get offended. Listen, when I traveled, let me tell you who I hung around with. Nobody. I lived by myself most of the time. I came home to a beautiful wife. Then when Brenda was born, a beautiful wife and child. But most of the time, I lived in hotel rooms and airplanes. And I'm telling you something. When you're not around people and you're only around God and the only time you really appear is when you come step out of pulpit and step into a gift and an anointing, you have some major changes in your life. Because God's really not trying to get you to perfect some anointing to give out to people. He's working on you. He worked on me for 18 years in those hotel rooms. He worked for me for 18 years on those airplanes. He worked for me by myself, no one else. He said, I'm going to work on you and work on you and work on you. And now, listen, I really, I'm kind of like this. Listen, most people, if you don't really chase after God with everything you've got, find out who you are in Christ, make a decision, I'm going to serve God, I'm going to fulfill my destiny, glory to God, and I'm going to do it not to climb some ladder somewhere, but to bless the people that God wants me to bless. And to be an instrument of righteousness upon this earth. You will get to a place in your life where you are unoffendable. Why? Because the offense that tried to be measured by the adversary to bring some dolution to the answer can't be done. Because not as the offense, so also is the free gift. The free gift outweighs it. It's weightier. It's greater. It's bigger. There's no way you can compare it. And then God goes down through the scriptures. This is who you are. This is what you have. This is what you can do. Then he deals with your flesh. Let's close with this. Look, verse verse, uh, 13 of chapter 6. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness. Now, what are your members? Anything you do that helps you function are your members. Don't yield them to unrighteousness. Now, we think, well, I don't smoke no more, and I don't roll dope, and I don't shoot heroin, and I I don't do nothing. That's not what it's talking about. He's not writing it to the banditos. He's, y'all know who the banditos are, right? Amen. He's not writing it to them. He's writing it to you. And he's telling you, you got messed up when you got born. But now you're my child. And I want to make you into my image. And that's a process. And a lot of good people have gotten born again and lived this earth. And as we said the other day, I think I rehearsed that phrase, they have lived way below their rights and privileges. In Christ Jesus. Lee and I, the only thing we could have ever hoped for, marrying, living together, raising a family, would be to work in a business, such as a hairdresser, have your own business, and for me to what? Work in the cable TV industry, in which I'd be retired now, on a pension, getting my uh, social security and my pension from the, from the work that I've done. Amen? 
And I wouldn't live like I live now. And I wouldn't go like I go now. And I wouldn't have been where I've been. And I wouldn't have done what I've done. And I wouldn't have seen what I've seen. And I wouldn't have heard what I've heard. And I wouldn't have experienced what I've experienced. Sure, it would have been a good life. Absolutely. But it wasn't God's life. And in God's life, we've had to fight. And we've had to claw. And sometimes we have our mouths wide open when we... When you have to work with the sheep and work with people, shepherds can't bleed in front of sheep. They can't do it. Amen. They're the ones that have to make the public adjustments where you get to do private ones. You all have a story. You all have a side. We have nothing. People come to us all the time. What's your side of the story? We don't have one. There's no side. You say, what do you mean? You can't say that. You can't do There's no side. We don't take sides. We side right here. We'll come sit down with the word with you, show you how we side. Amen. You say why? Don't yield your members. Don't yield your mind. Don't yield your emotions. Don't let the devil give your give you feeling. Don't let him. That's how he's trolling for you. That's how he's coming for you. Thoughts, 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 feelings. Don't yield your members. Your members. Amen. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. So. You know what that means, don't you? You grab a thought. You entertain it. Sin's coming. Sin's coming. I said, sin's coming. But yield yourself unto God. How? As those that are alive from the dead. (laughs) The reason the enemy is so able to manipulate you with thoughts and feelings is because you ain't got enough God thoughts and enough God feelings. Because once you get a couple of God thoughts and a couple of God feelings, feelings, you'll reject every thought and every feeling the devil ever brings you. You say, why? Because I'm not yielding my members to the devil. My mind, I don't road joints no more. I don't do none of that. Sure. But I'm not going to let the devil mess with my mind and my emotions, my feelings feelings, my, my, my soul. David said, he restores my soul. That's the way you think, the way you feel, and the choices you make. Because that's exactly the strategy of the enemy to get into your life to mess up what? The way you feel. I feel, I feel, I feel. Feelings. Remember that song? Feelings. I hated that song. Even when I was a druggie. He'd come on the radio and say, turn that off and put on some Zeppelin. My God. Feelings. Nothing more than, oh, Lord. (laughs) No wonder people go crazy. But you can control. Now, let me, I'll close with this. My time's up. My time is up. And I'm not going to be here for two weeks, so you're going to have to feed on this for a couple of weeks. But you got some good stuff coming. Listen, it says, For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you're not under the law, but under grace. So we, we, we don't sweat the addictions, the drug addict, the alcohol, the perverse lifestyles, all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, we're free, free, free. But then we harbor stuff in us. And it's amazing how strong sometimes it can be, especially if you add a little spirituality to it, how people get, I don't know, it's, a, it's, a, it's almost a blinding thing. Excuse me. It's almost a blinding thing. The Bible says of the last days that there would be great deception upon the earth. So I listened to a man teach on that the other day, and he taught of layered deception, how it layers. 
and how it's been layered and layered and layered and layered and how these deceptions now are running in such, in such unrestricted and unrestrained ways around the earth that the whole earth is believing lies. The whole earth is, is, is falling for the lies of the devil because, you know, here's the thing. People might say, well, I'll tell you what, I, I wish I was one of them. You know, I'd, I'd, rather, I'd, rather, I'd rather party in hell than, you know, have to, have to be some, you know, dormouse in heaven. Well, you might ought to think about that. <laughs> you might ought to think about that a little bit, amen? Because there's a lot of people that think, well, you know, we'll just ride this thing out at the end and it'll just be, eh, it ain't going to be like that, church. It ain't going to happen like that. They're, all, they're already, they're already, they've already, listen, they've, they've, they've already got a plan. They're already implementing it. You say, who is they? Well, who do you want them to be? Who is they? Well, we know who they is. It's the devil. That same old thing that happened in the garden is the same old thing slithering around today. And he's trying to get into your garden. Amen? But the good news is, not as the offense, so also is the free gift. So what I wanted to close with was this. Every redemptive word from 2 Corinthians 5.17 to all the other 238 redemptive scriptures in the Bible, in the scripture, in the word, let's take 2 Corinthians 5.17, therefore if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away, all things are new. Now, in that scripture, through your, through your discovery, discovery of it, wow, there it is, 2 Corinthians 5, wow, any man be in Christ, new creature, I see it. The discovery, amen? But you go further, remember our, our, our protocol here? Like a Abram started out with what? God initiated a contact. He initiated a contact. Abraham responded. They entered into fellowship. Well, when they entered into fellowship, what happened? All the blessings of God came upon Abraham. God made him rich, gave him gold, silver, and more cattle than he could count. I mean to tell you. And he's, and he's just in a process. The next thing you know, out of this initial communication comes this fellowship. Next thing you know, out of this fellowship comes a relationship. There you go, right there, see? Here's your word, introduction. Hi, who are you? I'm Mr. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Oh, really? Who are you? Well, I, here's who I am. If you're in Christ, you're a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. Hey, that sounds great. Why don't we hang out? Why don't we hang out? Me and you. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. See, this is how I spent 18 years. Why don't we hang out, me and you? Write it on an index card. Walk around in my hand. Put it on my mirror in a hotel room. When I leave my hotel room, I always had a tape playing of somebody preaching on redemption. Every time. I walk into a hotel room because, see, the atmospheres can be built into a room. I don't know who was in there before me. And I walked into something and went, booyah. So I got my little cassette player. Turn on Brother Hagen. Turn on Brother Osteen. He'll preach him devils out while I'm at lunch with a pastor. I'm not lying. It's the truth. Amen. But you got to understand. You make that handshake with saying, yeah, yeah, man, let's hang out. Next thing you know, he'll draw you into fellowship. You'll be thinking one day, hmm, any man be in Christ. You know, old things have passed away. All the next thing you know, you meditate, you study. Now, now, now you went and got a couple, two or three other translations and, and, and you know, you didn't memorize it. Now it's in you. you every once in a while, you'd just be walking along with a thought will come up. Before any man be in Christ, it's a new creature. Old things passed away, all things have become new. Now what is happening is, let me, you ready for this? I'm not going to give you more than this because you might get crazy. You know what's happening? 
You know what's happening? The Word is being made flesh. The Word is being made flesh. His flesh is already there. It's your flesh that He wants the constraint and the control of the Holy Ghost and the Word of God. And that doesn't come by us sticking this on the wall with all kinds of rules and regulations. That does not work. What works is this in here. And then it's showing forth itself out here. And that takes a lifetime. But all during that lifetime, God is working with you and bringing that out and you're blessing people, helping people, and you're growing. That's why, listen to me, you have to guard your faith like it is the most precious thing in your life. Amen? It is the most precious thing in your life. Your faith is. Your relationship with God through the person of the Lord Jesus Christ is His desire to activate His covenant on your behalf. The reality that the gospel has gotten to you, God was looking for you. God was searching for you. You weren't looking for God. It's not in man to look for God. It's, it's, it's in man to, to, to blame God, to blame Him. So Jesus came looking for you. He came, you say, how did He come looking for me? Through every preacher that ever preached the true gospel, that ever bought money, that ever took money and bought time on a radio or a television or traveled to another country or another city or, or just took their life and went and... Where, 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 what's God doing? He's looking for others through us. That's our lives spent for Him. Looking for others through Christ. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, He's a new creature. So, you know, we always do these wonderful confessions. I always do. All right, my, I guess we've done... Prob Probably the healing confession more than any other. But what is your redemptive confession? Do you have a redemptive confession? Thank you, Father. Thank you for redeeming me. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Jesus being made a curse for me. For it's written, cursed is anyone that hangs on a tree. That the blessings of Abraham might flow into my life. I'm a partaker of the Spirit of God by faith. Blessed in the city and the field, coming in and going out my body in basket plenty some goods. I'm, I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above, not beneath. I lend and do not borrow. See, that's a prosperity scripture. No, it's a redemptive scripture. I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. All things are new for me. He that knew no sin was made sin on my behalf. Because of that, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Buried with him by baptism into death. Like as Christ was planted, like as Christ was planted in the likeness of death, so I also live and rise in the newness of his resurrection. Amen? So when you begin to, it's amazing how it can take over your mind. And instead of waking up in the morning with worrying about what's going on, you wake up with these scriptures rolling around your mind. You know, for, I don't know for, I'm trying to remember when it started. It's been years, like two, maybe three years. Every time I wake up in the morning now, it's Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Leave me beside still waters. Amen? I mean, I just like, Every morning I wake up and it's just going in across. It's like it's going across my head. Amen? It's, it's the Word working in you. That's the plan of God for the Word to be made flesh. And that's how it's made flesh in us. When that virgin girl said, Be it unto thy handmaiden, according to thy Word, she showed us a whole bunch. She, so, she showed us, number one, 
it didn't work in her mind. It didn't fit, didn't work, wasn't going to work. How can this be? Seeing I know not, not a man. The impossibility of it loomed over her. Troubled at his saying. Cast in her mind what manner of salutation it should be. But honey, she broke through. She said, be it under thy handmaid, according to thy rhema. Not logos, rhema. It was logos, 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 logos. And then that last thing, but with God, nothing shall be impossible. Well, there was no intellectual thought process that, oh, I, I got it all figured out now. Yeah, now I can receive. No. She said, be it under thy handmaid, according to thy word. She didn't have anything figured out except that she was having an encounter with God. Hallelujah. Buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised from the dead, even so we walk in newness of life. Wow. Wow. Newness of life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. That we're not just changed, we're made new. And because we are made new, we can change. We thank you, Father, for building into us a resistance against the sin, the iniquity, the false thoughts and false feelings of our adversary. Lord, you said it's your word that's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword and divides asunder that which is of the spirit, of the soul, and of the flesh. But it's also a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of our heart. Thank you, Lord God, for delivering us from the iniquity remitting our sins and giving us forgiveness to live in here on the earth. Not only for ourselves, but for others. So that we might walk in your light and live in your life. Lord, as we leave tonight, thank you for your protection and safety. We recognize the wiles of the devil. And devil, we declare you are a defeated foe in this congregation in our minds, our lives, our hearts, in our travel, in our work, righteous labor of our hands, our businesses, men and women in the workplace, we declare blessing and favor and increase. Thank you for wisdom as we proceed into the summer. All that we're planning to do, Lord, thank you that your hand will be upon us. Thank you, Father, whatever the earth Whatever the world is going through, you still designed this thing for us to live as more than conquerors. Father, we live, leave tonight walking in faith and love towards you. We love you so much. Let us never forget those that are around us in everyday life that may not know Jesus. Father, let us be an answer to their prayer, a problem to the devil. Let us be the hook let us be what you're using to fish for souls with. Thank you, Father, that we'll find them. Thank you, Lord, as we leave tonight, we walk in love one toward another. Thank you for our church. As we leave tonight, we thank you here at Island Church. We're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, and anointed by the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com. Hallelujah, Jesus.